Would you say that you identify as stupid thick? What does stupid thick mean? Like thick in the head? No, stupid thick is like, oh my gosh, she's stupid thick. Like stupid thick. I don't know that one. It's like, oh, like Jessica Rabbit, stupid thick. I mean, I'd like to relate to Jessica Rabbit. I've been watching um, that movie with my daughters a lot lately, and she is hot. Stupid thick. She's stupid thick. Yes. On this episode of The Commercial Break. But I'm, I actually think I'm addicted to it a little bit. Yes, I think I'm addicted are. to the drama, <laughs> the fingerless gloves. <laughs> It took me months to get around to listening to your <laughs> podcast, but it's not bad. Still have the sticker. I know that we're not the worst, but we're not bad. Why is it the guys who are assholes are always licking their lips a lot? Is that so- <laughs> is there something there? Am it's I- a cocaine thing. <laughs> it's a cocaine thing. <laughs> I thought about a nipple! <laughs> Uncovered breasts! <laughs> Quick, get some water, wash me off. I just jizzed all over myself. He suggested a boob. <laughs> the next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Uh, yeah, Catskins, welcome back to The Commercial Break. I am Brian Green. This is my dear friend and co-host, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. And best to you, Brian. And the best to you out there in the podcast universe. How the hell are you? Thanks for joining us on yet another episode of this, <laughs> The Commercial Break. It's not for everyone, but fact, news, or fiction is guaranteed in 30 seconds or less. You heard it here last. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Okay, now, we're getting toward the end of the year. Yes. We're getting toward the end of the season. Yes. It's been a long slog. And yes. I don't want to do too much complaining because, actually, we love the we love the job. We absolutely do. Love it. It's but, my most favorite job ever. But, but I like being a parent, too. And I got to take a break every couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I got to pawn my children off to my in-laws who are going to be in town in, yes. like, minutes. And I cannot fucking wait because I love my children, but I just have to take a break. So. Here's what I think we have an opportunity to do over the next couple of episodes, as these will be some of the last of the season. Yes, okay. We have an opportunity. Let's clean out the computer, okay? We're going to... Uh, that. Uh, we have 75 different lists going of things we can talk about <laughs> in the commercial break, none of which are centralized and everyone has their own ideas. Yes. So what it usually ends up happening is I take, I go into my notes and we I figure out something to talk about. Seconds before the actual microphones <laughs> turn on. There's, if you think this is true improv in the most... I was going to say, we are totally improving it the whole time. Every in week. the most pure way. <laughs> it's like, I had someone ask me the other day. They said, do you rehearse the show? Because a lot of these... <laughs> A lot of these jokes are just too funny to make off the cuff. First Bad of all, chance. that guy was drunk because <laughs> I don't know which show he's listening to, but nothing about this is probably much very funny. But second of all, there is zero chance. There is zero rehearsal about this. We yeah. literally, Chrissy walks in, I press record, we go. That's it. She has no idea what we're going to talk about. I barely have any idea what we're going to talk about. And then usually, even if we do know what we're going to talk about, we Never don't happens. talk about it because we go down like wormholes of I different know. things. I know. And then, like, I was talking to another <laughs> podcaster, and she says, "Well, maybe you, maybe you guys in season number four. I wasn't doing. I wasn't complaining. I was just like, you know, I feel that sometimes like it's a little bit of a train off the tracks, mm-hmm. and we just go every different direction, and then it kind of comes together somehow, some way, some <laughs> shape." 
And she was like, well, why don't you guys sit down before every show and spend a half an hour like talking about the show? And I'm like, if we do that, it's it's guaranteed to be even less funny than it is right now. Guaranteed. (laughs) Because part of the cuteness of the show, like the kink of the show, is the fact that we really are clueless about what we're talking about. Yes, and we've known each other for so long. We're such best friends that it just works. You know that guy, uh, (laughs) you know that guy, Sam uh, Bankman Friedman or Freed or whatever his name is? Yes. I was listening to our episode the other day and we called him Adam Friedland. His name is we can't I had just finished reading that yeah. story before we came on air and I couldn't even remember the guy's fucking name. Did we care? No, we did not. Thank no. God people aren't coming for for inform- actual information. Well, That's we have we our say. disclaimer. Yeah, we do. Fact news or fiction. <laughs> you mainly guess. fiction. Yeah, I should say fact news mainly fiction in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> So well, maybe that's what we'll do is have just some like correct spellings yeah. of, of names. Yeah, of we should just at least know what we're talking. <laughs> yeah. When we when we talk about someone in the news, we should at least understand what their name is. Yes. Or get some of the facts right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The good news is we don't talk about news here <laughs> right. because I'm sure we'd end up in some court somewhere. Absolutely, we would. <laughs> okay, you ready? Let's play clean out the computer. Okay. All right. I'm just going to name off some topics that I thought about talking about one time. And then we'll go through it. Are you ready? Jason Momoa is nude everywhere. (laughs) Click that one off the list. (laughs) But it's true. Did you you notice that Jason Momoa is basically just naked in 2022? I mean, he's got the body to do it. God bless America, he does. Fuck yeah. Flaunt it. Even as a red-blooded American man, I I know that Jason (laughs) Momoa has one smoking hot body. He's big, too. Yeah. That's what makes it so impressive. It's not that he's got a nice body. Lots of people have nice bodies. Mm-hmm. That he's fit and in shape, and he probably doesn't do anything for it. He's out in Hawaii swinging on vines or whatever the fuck Jason Momoa <laughs> does. Isn't he married to... Um, Lisa Bonet. Yeah, uh, he was with her. That's Kravitz's but, daughter, isn't yes, it? Oh yes. my God, is she beautiful? No, no, no. It's his. It's Kravitz's ex-wife. He has... They Then they have Zoe, or Zoe... Zoe, Zoe Kravitz? Zocro? <laughs> so she's beautiful too i mean but wait it's that's his wife his yeah, Lisa ex-wife Bonet, that is his ex-wife so jason they got married back when uh she was on like cosby show yeah like uh different strokes or different world or yeah. whatever it was yep. okay so let me get this straight because mm-hmm. we're always talking about this pete davidson guy and the, the epic run that he's on yeah so zoe kravitz or yes. zoe uh, what's her? What's Kravitz is her last name. Is that that's her last name? So she got married, but then she got divorced. Now, too. but she kept Kravitz. She did. So it's Zoe Kravitz Momoa or whatever. Let's go with that. Okay, no, let's go no, with that. no Momoa. He, she's not married to Jason. You're totally confusing me. Is was she married to Jason? Who Zoe? Zoe? No, she's the daughter of Lisa. Oh, Lisa, Lisa Bonet was married. was married to Kravitz, got and it. then Lisa got together with Jason Momoa. This is why you don't trust a fucking word that the commercial break says. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got that timeline. Okay, right. but so Lisa, Lisa has now been married to Lenny. She was and Jason back in the day, and okay. they had Zoe. Okay. And then now she got together with Jason. I don't think they got married. You don't think they, they stuck it together? That, well, they're not together anymore for okay. sure, but I don't think they ever got married. All right. So first of all, that's why he's on an epic nude run. It's because the guy yeah. just got broke, had a long, had a, yes. had a heartbreak. And what do we do? What do us men do when we have a heartbreak? <laughs> we run around getting drunk and showing our dicks. That's what we do. That's how we heal ourselves. The men yeah. go first. This is what men do when, during a breakup. 
men run out to the bar and they, as fast as they can, show their dick to somebody. Okay. That's what happens. Because we feel like if we can just fill that void, literally fill that void. Somebody else tell me, tell yeah, me this looks good. Somebody else tell me it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because we could, you know, anyway, that's what we do. Yeah. We run out. What women do, I've noticed in my personal experience, what the women who have dated me do is they take three to four months for heavy psychiatric. Thank <laughs> 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 And then they get back out into the dating scene. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because women... I gotta get some cocaine! <laughs> Don't be crazy! That's what men do. Yeah. But men, women, lick their wounds. They're really... You all are really fucking smart. Mm-hmm. You have a little self-reflection. Yeah, we nest You protect in. yourself. That's yeah, right. we heal. You change... You know, you get new clothing. You paint the walls different colors. You Meanwhile, burn the guy's clothing. You burn the guy's clothing. <laughs> Meanwhile, we haven't flushed a toilet in a week. There's pee all over the seat. We forgot to shower yesterday. We're eating fucking golden grams and cream for months on end. And then when you emerge, mm-hmm. it's like the phoenix oh, yeah. rising out of the ground. Look at how amazing I am now. And then, Look what you lost. That's right. And as the hole opens and the phoenix rises, <laughs> us men just fall right into it. And three months later, we're depressed for seven months. We gain weight. We get fat. We tell all our friends we can't go out because life sucks and I hate my life. We get fired from our jobs. That's what happens. We always talk about this Pete Davidson guy and what an epic run he's on. But the truth is that Miss Bonet has also been on an epic run. And she's dated both Lenny Kravitz or fucked both Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa. Yes. That's an epic run. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's been like, you know, within the past 30 years, but yeah. I don't, 30 years? <laughs> I you feel see like me a running run, around with Lisa Bonet? I, I feel like a run is okay. one right after the other after the other. Well, she did it. It just took a long time to get there. Pete's <laughs> going through it much quick, much more quickly because I think that Pete's getting found out pretty quickly. Yeah, These women are like, you know, oh, Pete he Davidson, fun. he was with Kim K, he's so fun and he's funny and he, yeah. he tickles my uh my my whatever you call fancy. it fancy yeah he tickles my fancy my laughter my clit laughter you know it's, <laughs> it makes my it's like my clit laughter yeah my labia laughter but then they realize that he's just kind of a dork with a lot of tattoos and who dated kim kardashian i guess that's what happens okay so jason momoa nude everywhere it took us seven minutes to get through that one we should yep. we're doing just fine <laughs> I wanted to also I wanted to also talk about at some point during season number three, I wanted to talk about Simon Guabadia. Do you remember Simon oh, Guabadia? Yes, I do. do you remember Scam Cole FM? Go back yes, and listen to the episode Scam Cole FM. It's like way at the beginning of the season. And and it was like the one episode of the season where we actually got a little serious because I talked about my experience. Or was with that even last season? No, it was this season, okay. I think. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah, you know what? You might be I right because so. I think we we're in we're the, the other old studio. Room, yeah. That's right. In the other room. I say the other studio. She says the other room. <laughs> the room across the hall. We were in the other closet. So, Simon Guabadia who managed to scam his way onto the Real Housewives of Not Atlanta. Yes. Uh, they got married. M- met and then slept. He was, he was married to one woman when he started on Real Housewives of Atlanta. He then cheated on that woman with Portia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he got engaged to Portia. They bought a bunch of real estate in Costa Rica. Don't ask me how that happened because the guy's got no money. <laughs> but then he got married. This just happened a little while back. Yeah, yeah, this was just like two months ago or something like mm-hmm. that. It's hard to believe that the epic run that this guy's on. 
Yes. He keeps falling fucking upwards. The guy just <laughs> failed business after failed yeah. business after failed marriage after failed restaurant after failed experiment. <laughs> and the guy just leaves a wake of destruction and he just keeps he just keeps going. Yeah. Something about that guy. Mm-hmm. Something about that guy. Keep an eye out for him. <laughs> He's gonna be the next Adam Friedland. <laughs> Check that off the list. Okay. I watched the most. Do you remember a couple of months, uh, maybe a month ago, we were talking about how in the restaurant business, women have to basically whore themselves out in order to make a buck. And some men probably feel this too. In other words, you have to be flirtatious mm-hmm. when you get to the table, if it's especially if it's a group of guys, because you feel like you have to earn that tip. You mm-hmm. want to get as much money as possible. So it puts you in a difficult position of having to maybe do and say things that you otherwise normally wouldn't because you're in fear that you could lose revenue if you don't, in fact, do those things. We talked about how kind of the tipping system is upside down, and it certainly doesn't favor women in this particular equation at bars or restaurants. Mm -hmm. I watched the most excellent documentary that is also fucking brilliant and hilarious called Hotel Carguli. Oh. Check this out on Netflix. Okay. Uh, Amazon, excuse me. Oh. Netflix, Amazon, <laughs> Disney Plus, Discovery. Check it out on one of the five following streaming services. <laughs> wait, wait, maybe it's Paramount Plus. <laughs> Could have been Paramount Plus. I don't know. Peacock. I'm, yeah, I'm so tired half the time I'm in here. I don't even know. Hotel Carguli in Australia. There is a there is a place called Carguli. It's like a miner's town. Basically, mm-hmm. only trucks go in and out of it. Right? That's it. So it's a tiny little town, population like 180 or whatever. And they have a hotel there called Hotel Carguli. And at the bottom is one of the only bars in anywhere to be found within miles and miles in the middle of fucking Western Australia. Okay. Is Hotel Carguli Bar. But because it's so remote, they have a hard time finding people to staff the bar. So the owners of the bar call up a service. That service then finds out of, uh, out of the country, immigrants, essentially, who go and work at the bar. Those immigrants just happen to be beautiful young women that they send to the bar. So the whole fucking town gets so excited about the brand new girls that come in every three or four months. They come in for like a a 90-day stint or a six-month stint, right? So this follows the trajectory of two, I think they're um, Norwegian women, I think, young Norwegian girls, you know, good-looking Norwegian girls, who got stuck without any money in the middle of Australia, and so they have to pick up a job, and this is the job they pick up so they can save money and get out of the country, essentially. (laughs) This is the most fascinating look at this kind of principle we were talking about, a pay-for-play when it comes to tipping and women. This is the most fascinating inside look at this actually happening in real time in the most blatant of ways, and it is also fucking hilarious. It's like an intimate portrayal of how this all goes down. Yeah, 50 guys in a bar, all of them minors, none of them has a... There's like not one manner in the entire building. <laughs> I'm sure. You know how you like your parents teach you some manners? There's not like one manner in the entire building. They're completely unhinged. They're like a pack of wild wolves with boners. They just run around. They scream at the girls, you know, let's show me your tits. You know, it's disturbing, but it's funny. And it's an intimate betrayal. Watch Hotel Carguli. I will. I will. Fingerless gloves. <laughs> I hate fingerless gloves. <laughs> this is fun. We should do this more often. Just clean it all out. Fingerless I have gloves. to say I'm with you on that. Yeah. Who the fuck and why the fuck are you wearing fingerless gloves? When your hands gets cold, it's your fingers that get cold. Why are you deciding to take off the only part of the appendage that would actually keep you warm? And to show it, there's a guy. Same guy you and I are always texting about on Instagram. 
this is the guy. Oh, Let me explain to you, guy, folks. Yeah. Let me explain to you, listeners, about a guy that I know on Instagram. <laughs> He's not a friend of mine. He's a guy that I met one time in Clubhouse. He he tried to get on the show a couple of times. We Clubhouse found- is an app for those of you oh, who yeah. don't know. <laughs> That's two seasons ago. Chrissy and I were on Clubhouse for a minute. Uh, we met him one time. He tried to get on the show. We decided it was not a good fit. Nice enough guy, right? Sure. But here is how he, he puts out so many. <laughs> I love it when you send me that. I know. It's just. It, I, <laughs> it's really hilarious. I would play it, but I don't want to offend anybody. No. I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings in this particular way. But if, he, if he's listening, he'll know. He'll know who he is. <laughs> Let me explain to you how every single Instagram reel starts. Are you ready? For those of you listening at home and you can't see me, I have a phone up to my ear. Ready? Yep. Oh, yeah. I think if we do it this way on the second time around, then uh, then that's the way we're... Hey, folks. Welcome to Instagram. It's me, <laughs> Brian. He, I'm just here. It's like he's finishing it's up my, a it's conversation. Up on my he's always finishing up a conversation. And while he's filming himself on air. Yeah. He can't. Yeah. He can't let you Like, just not, go ahead and finish yes, the conversation. And then press and record. Then press record. But the thing that we've learned is he's not actually having a conversation <laughs> with anybody. Right. He's making it up. It's like the pretend phone call that I talked about. We've all made them. We've all been there. Yes, we For have. one reason or another, someone comes up to you or you're in a situation and you're like, oh, shit, I don't want to have this conversation. Let me make a pretend phone call. But it's the opposite way. He wants to make a phone call, so you think he's doing something important. Every single fucking reel. So two weeks ago, I he does this. He's, again, yet another reel, and he's... He's a performer, so he's backstage somewhere, right? And he's got the phone, and he's holding it, and he looks behind him, and he goes, yeah, I know, we really did it great on that first one. Did We'll get him back on the second time. Don't you worry. You know, there's uh, plenty of things happening. Hey, folks, it's Brian here, just helping you. <laughs> and then he spins the camera around the room because he's, that's just the way he's walking, and you figure out that there is no one else in the room. <laughs> no one. The guy is talking to himself. He does this every time he opens up a reel, every fucking time. Same guy who is now wearing fingerless gloves in the middle of fucking New York when it's minus 75 degrees. Why are we wearing fingerless gloves? To what end? The only thing I can think about is if you then you do want to get on the phone and, you know, the touch screen, but they have they the have gloves, gloves that now work that like do that. that. Yeah. yeah. And if you need to be on the phone and your gloves do not have the touch screen ability, then let's just call a spade a spade. The half glove is not keeping you warm anyway. Just take the fucking thing <laughs> off. Don't look like a fucking Yahoo. <laughs> so stupid. Yahoo! <laughs> Hey, Chrissy, it's the most bothersome thing to me. I, I just, I don't know why that guy just drives me fucking crazy, but I'm, I actually think I'm addicted to it a little bit. Yes, I think I'm addicted are. to the drama, the fingerless gloves. <laughs> okay, I did, I did want to talk about another movie that I watched called Psalm 3. Have you ever seen the series of movies about the sommeliers? Ah, uh, no. Okay, Somalia, for those of you that don't know. Oh, are, no, oh, no, yes. Have you seen that? I love those, Psalm? and I've seen, yes. Have you seen Psalm 3? I have seen Psalm 3. Is it not the most boring thing you've ever it seen in your, in your entire they life? It is, kind of, yeah. It, it the first the two were really good. The first one was great, and then the second one, was, eh, it was okay, it was yeah. watchable. For those of you that don't know, Somalia <laughs> is like a world-class wine taster. They can mm-hmm. literally pick, they can literally have a, a glass of wine, and they can drink it, and they can tell you what region it's from, what, what year, yeah. what kind of soil. It's insane. The whole thing. They have yeah. highly trained palates. Yes. 
What it's good for, I don't know. But okay, there's sommeliers and they're around the world. I actually have a friend who's, who's, who is a- Or working in the wine business. Yeah. That's what they're good for. So then they have something called a master sommelier. Oh, yeah. Like a master sommelier is a whole different level of sommelier. They can pick out the actual brand of wine and the year just by- They can pick out everything, basically. So on Psalm 3, sommelier 3, they focus in on two particular, uh, three particular uh, master sommeliers. Right, the masters. And they do a- they they're referencing this famous wine tasting that happened in France that that where the yeah, California wines right. beat yeah beat the, the France, French wines yes. as if as if <laughs> I mean I understand everything's important in its own context but they just did a horrible job of making it exciting <laughs> I was like I don't really fucking care <laughs> do I care I know they, they made did. it seem so dramatic but in the end yeah. there was nothing dramatic well, yeah, about remember it remember they were in that like uh, conference room yes. Like a little round table conference yes. room in some hotel somewhere. You're right. In France. And they were, you know, uh, tasting wines and figuring things out and commenting. Yeah, they were talking about how but that this wasn't wine even made the competition. Feel. No, but that wasn't the competition. I don't, yeah. even know where, I don't even know what we were supposed to be focusing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to watch a movie, movie that's completely boring and totally confuses you, Psalm 3. <laughs> I think that's just, I think this is a reason to get money out of Netflix yeah. so that they can fly around to the regions of France and <laughs> taste wine. Well, if that's the case, good job. Oh, best to you. Yeah, best Psalm to you. Three. Hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? I'm with you here. I'm with you. Uh in in acknowledgement, okay, of one of what I think is probably one of the greatest like entertainment stories of our generation is Trevor Noah uh, is retiring from yes. Comedy, Comedy Central's Central. mm-hmm. um Daily Show. Yes. He's going back to stand up. He took twelve years. He had he had it for twelve years after John Stewart, who had it after I can't Craig. Even it's been 12 what was it? Years. Craig Kilborn? Yeah, Craig I think Kilborn. It was yeah. Craig Kilborn, John Stewart, and then Trevor Noah. When Trevor Noah came on Comedy Central the first time, when they announced him as the Daily Show replacement for John Fucking Stewart, everyone, including myself, was like, "What? what? Yeah, who the fuck is Trevor Noah? Yeah. And he's from South Africa. Is the Daily Show is like a." There's so much talking about American politics and American pop culture. That's what it's all about. But The Daily Show has become a true source of news and information for a lot of people. Even though it's highly satirical, a lot of people, I think, tune into The Daily Show because it's a digestible way to get their information. Well, it is. And at least it's palatable to where you're not depressed. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> look at how miserable we have to look at some of the news sources. If you get your news from a podcast... <laughs> From a podcast or the Daily Show, you got problems. But Trevor Noah took this job and really made a name for himself. He ran with it. And I have to give the guy so much credit, and I admire him so much because he was a nobody. And everyone said, "What the fuck are they doing putting Trevor Noah?" But he'll be there for a year, right? He's never going to yeah. be able to survive this. And he really made the Daily Show his own. He did. And I think while I don't watch the Daily Show a ton, and I probably Daily? Died, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, while I don't watch it a ton, and I digest it probably like most people do in YouTube clips and Instagram clips, I will say this. Trevor Noah is certainly one of the most talented... Um, Comedians. Yeah. Uh, satirists of our times. Like He is so good at what he does, and he's so fucking funny, and he's so fucking quick. And I really think that I we're losing it. kind of a... 
Just like when John Stewart left. Yep. I feel like this is it a It was hard to imagine a, a replacement. Night. So who are they going to put in place? I don't know. I do say we, Jason Momoa. I mean, listen, <laughs> if you can't, I mean, if you can't beat him, join him. Just get Jason Momoa to do the news shirtless. <laughs> I can't even think of who would be a good replacement for I want to say Noah. like Will Arnett, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Will Arnett. I think he's hilarious. I think John Popper from the Blues Travelers would be a great fit <laughs> yeah. for the... For the Daily Show. Skinny John Popper. Not large John Popper. John Popper skinny is what I think. He could just play the harmonica when any you know, yeah. when anything goes wrong. He just does a a little number. Let's see if I've got a little John here's a little John Popper. That's John Popper. Popper. Okay, Trevor Noah out of the way. Here's next. NFTs. I know we've had a big we had a lot of conversation around NFTs this year. Uh, yeah. And the unfortunate part is, for most people who own F- NFTs, <laughs> they're probably a lot less valuable than they were when they bought the NFTs. <laughs> the NFT market is not doing so hot, and neither is the crypto right. market, in case in case anybody hasn't noticed. No. Uh, billions and billions and billions of dollars lost. Uh, billions and di- billions and billions of dollars created out of thin air, and then back to thin air. Do you goes. still have any crypto? I have one type of crypto, mm-hmm. and it's... It's not decentralized. Okay. So it's not what they call DeFi. It's actually centralized. It's weird, and I, I don't want to get into all of it here. I don't want to I don't want to be sommelier for and bore everybody <laughs> to fucking death with my crypto talk. Um, but there's one coin that I think ha- actually has some utility in it, and that the banks and credit card companies, processing companies, are interested in using in the future because it's not decentralized mm-hmm. in a way that makes it. Just kind vulnerable. of yeah, vulnerable to all this bullshit. Yeah. And its price has stayed relatively stable for years. Now, that's not good for me because I'm not actually gaining any money. <laughs> right. You've got it to gain money. Yeah, but I think at some you point. You haven't lost. I haven't lost any money. Okay. I certainly haven't. Uh, but NFTs, I think, arguably, have taken one of the bigger hits in this whole decentralized crypto blockchain bullshit. And that's because, you know, people have figured out that paying $55,000 for a fucking picture of a hat is probably not the best idea. Yeah, well, there was just a wild craze for them. They went, people went nuts. Yeah, and that drove up the price, again, supply and demand. So people were demanding them. Then they got supplied. And then there was so much supply of just crap. Crap. It's all crap. It's all a pump and dump scam. It's one thing to have like the Madonna NFT and have that. I mean, even though I wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't. I would. It's it's a picture of a tree growing out of Madonna's vagina. Right. Who wouldn't want that hanging around? Exactly. That seems like it has the value. But like just random people creating NFTs. Well, yeah, there's so many random people creating NFTs that really. and, And listen, art has value. It has inherent value, and especially to those that create it and to those that love it. It's hard to put a value on art. That's why Picasso goes for, you know, $55 million when some people just might think Picasso's kind of like crappy artwork, mm-hmm. right? It's so sub- fucking subjective. Yeah, it's very subjective. And that is ultimately its weakness when it comes to, to scams and con artists is yeah. that they pump and dump this stuff. You feel like you're so afraid that you're going to miss out mm-hmm. on getting rich quick that you go and spend a ton of money on so stuff that really... You get poor quick. Yeah, you get poor quick. That's <laughs> right. I was just reading a story. Someone sued... Um, someone was suing a bunch of celebrities. And one of them was Justin Bieber. Because Justin owned a board ape. A board right, ape I heard yacht about club. That. Right? Mm-hmm. He owned a board ape. He bought it. He bought it for $1.2 million. Which, by the way, is not the highest 
that's ever been paid no. for a board ape either. People were paying millions and millions of dollars at one point. Well, now the floor on those things is like $38,000. It's still very expensive, mm-hmm. but it's different. It's not millions of dollars. So guy purchases this from Justin Bieber. The board ape? The board ape that Justin okay. Bieber bought for $1.2 million. He buys for like $1.8 million, right? And now it's worth like 32000 And he's saying that Justin Bieber, you know, was involved in some scam to defraud him of money. And the truth is, it's got guys, just here's my advice. After so many years of living on this earth, after so much experience, after so much knowledge, most of it useless and 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 none of it probably real. <laughs> but whenever these newfangled things come out that everyone's running and trying to get rich on, it's not real. It can never be real. It's not you don't get rich overnight unless you create a podcast like the commercial break. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to get rich quick. And even then, we're three years in. <laughs> Quick is relative. Okay. It might be. That's right. Yeah. The only yeah. person who's going to get rich off this is my wife after I die. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, the commercial break's going to take off like a rocket. <laughs> That's why I lay in bed at night. Like many artists, it. when they die, That's right. their work becomes more popular. Who told more this? More valuable. Who told this to Kurt Cobain? I forget who. So to, who told this to Kurt Cobain? I don't know. <laughs> but it was told to Kurt Cobain at one point. You're worth so much more dead than you'll ever be alive. Mm-hmm. And how true that really is. So in reflection of what's happened in the NFT world, I want to offer a, a fig leaf, if you will. Is it a fig leaf or is a fig leaf something that <laughs> covers your balls? Branch? Olive branch, that's okay, what it is. I want to offer a fig leaf with my balls behind it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to offer you a fig branch. <laughs> it's more like a fridge, uh, fig tree trunk, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's not about the length it's about the girth ladies i just gotta let you know that i thought we have a real problem here at the commercial break and that is anytime that we do anything in real life outside the podcast no one pays attention instagram t-shirts giveaways Stickers. now to be fair we also don't do real well outside of the studio. <laughs> we do great when the microphones are on, but then we're just kind of like, eh, no one cares. <laughs> but we have hundreds, if not thousands, of stickers. Series number one. We were going to have a series of these, <laughs> right. and we didn't even get through series I one. Remember, right, you say you know, people can get sticker books, Yeah, and it's collect, collect them all. That's right, collect them all. How about just collect all of the ones we have left yeah. in the first series? We just have the first series. How about many of them? <laughs> So I'd like to introduce the new launch of our project project for the end of season number three, uh, NFT IRL. So we're actually going to give you we're actually going to sell NFTs, but instead of being on the blockchain, they're going to be in your post box. So it's kind of like the blockchain, but it's the post box. <laughs> yes. We are now selling uh, our stickers, Chrissy, NFT style. But you actually going to hold them? You can't put them on. <laughs> the only way you can get them on your phone is if you stick them on your phone. We're going to be selling these for. $55,000. That's uh, 355 ETH we're going to be Perfect. selling. So you send the money on over to Chrissy and I, and we'll eventually get to sending you that sticker. <laughs> Probably the reason why we have so many of those stickers, because people ask for them, and we may have never <laughs> sent them. <laughs> we're kind of weak in the mail department. We gave some here. out at Mempho. We did give some out. You know, we had someone text us, actually, probably like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. They texted us a picture of their Mempho sticker. Oh, nice. And they said, 
This is what the, this is what they said. It took me months to get around to listening to your podcast, but it's not bad. Still have the sticker. It's not bad. This is a rousing endorsement of the commercial right. break. Do we have imposter syndrome? No. I think so. I do. I know that we're not the worst, but we're not bad. We're uh we're good. <laughs> we're, What's the same? We're better than most, but not as good as the best. <laughs> that was from a review. I actually will take that because I, yes. I that makes me feel good. <laughs> does that make you feel good? Yeah, it does. It makes me feel. It makes it means me, we're not the worst. It means we're not the worst. Mm-hmm. Any time in life, and it's not very often in my life in my last 40, 40 odd years. It's not often that I'm not the worst at something. <laughs> so I just take pride in not being the worst. Yes. When you set expectations low. <laughs> You're bound to meet expectations. <laughs> That's yeah. how I see it. Or come close to them. <laughs> come close to them. Uh, okay, we'll get to more moving through the computer because there are hundreds of items. We'll get to more as we move into the, the very end of the season. We okay. have a couple more episodes. I'll pull to do. out my notes. Too. It's hard to believe. Do you know that? I, you know, I went back and I looked at how many episodes we've done this year. Take a guess. Thousands. So far. including the ones we didn't air (laughs) Uh, including the ones we didn't air we are well into the hundreds well into the hundreds there's 29 hours of material that has not been aired wow 29 hours of material that has not been aired probably for good reason i mean a lot of this stuff is just it's just bad even babe ruth struck out everyone's as a matter of fact babe ruth struck out a lot he was one of he was a home run hitter but he struck out most of the time. Yeah. And that's how I feel like the commercial break is. <laughs> True. We hit a home run here and there, but we're really striking out a lot. That's what we're doing. Uh, how many episodes? Take a guess. I mean, 200. Uh, we're close. We're at like 158 episodes. And by the time we finish the season, it'll be like 170. Nice. So you can feel proud. When I got our Spotify wrapped. You know what a Spotify wrapped is? I'm so proud of this, actually. I'm so proud of that, too. Yeah, I'm so proud of our Spotify Mm -hmm. wrapped because it really shows that when you go from zero to 10 listeners, you grow by 10,000%. I mean, so much. (laughs) So much. (laughs) We went through the roof. But one of the things that they showed us that I was really impressed by is this season alone, this season alone, we've created 7,218 minutes of content put on the Spotify uh, servers. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. 7,000 minutes of our life <laughs> wasted here at this studio, probably talking to nobody. <laughs> it's amazing. I feel amazed. You know what time it is. It's time for the commercial break inside of the commercial break. And I'll keep it short because you already know. 855-TCB-8383. That's 1-855-TCB-8383 is how you get a hold of us directly. It's not a spam text message line. You can send us your comments, questions, concerns, or content ideas all through text message to 855-TCB-8383. If you're brave, leave a voicemail. We want to know about your favorite moment from season number three. That's all of 2022. Any episode, any clip, any moment text us please let us know we've got a special surprise between season three and season four and we want you involved go to tcbpodcast.com hit the contact us button you can also send us a message there listen to all the audio or watch all the video better yet go to youtube.com slash the commercial break to watch full episodes in a whole new light watching the video version will give you extra tickles right in your pickles one more tiny little favor if you are ever in the market for our sponsors products or services please use the specialized url 
URLs or codes or go to the website that we mention on those advertisements so that the sponsors know we're doing a wonderful job. Let's listen to a word from those wonderful financial sponsors and then we'll be back to this episode of The Commercial Break. All right, everybody, I got to let you know about our wonderful sponsors, Lululemon. Last week, I stopped by the Lululemon store to get myself a pair of joggers. You think Lululemon is just for yoga pants? You are wrong, just like I was. Lululemon can accommodate almost any piece of your wardrobe, and they do it in style and in comfort. It's the most cozy, the most comfortable, the most flattering, active and casual wear you will ever purchase. And now, Lululemon is a sponsor of the commercial break. So go to Lululemon. Lululemon.com this holiday season. Their website has hundreds of different styles for men and for women. Jackets, slacks, hoodies, sweatshirts, socks, underwear, and yes, activewear. It's all available at Lululemon.com. Guys, don't be shy. I swear, these are the most comfortable pants I have ever worn. I'm saying it again. Never did I picture myself a Lululemon kind of guy, and now I'm sold for life. Chrissy got a jacket. She's in love with it. Astrid's ordered some apparel for after the baby comes and now I am eyeing some slacks for Christmas. So go to lululemon.com. Get comfortable, get cozy, get Lululemon this holiday season for anyone who needs a little comfort in their life. lululemon.com and we want to thank Lululemon for becoming a sponsor of the commercial break. We got a couple more shows left so I thought we'd get to some fan favorites. Okay. I took a couple of uh text messages that have been sent to us over the last couple of months. One of the fan favorites, ladies, gentlemen and otherwise, is our dating game reviews. Oh, yeah. So the it's love great. connection, uh, the dating game, the British version. Uh, mm. I don't know. We did the love couch or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> but we've done a lot of dating game reviews, and I actually think it's a good fit for us. And so I thought we'd go back to the well one more time, just like we did with Frankie B and just like we did with uh, Mountain Monsters. Okay. I felt like we'd go back to the well one more time, and let's find our good friend Chuck Woolery doing another love oh, connection yeah, in the 80s. Are you ready? Yeah. I was on oh. the news at 10. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Started a little early there. Got a head start. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hey. I feel like one of those mountain mountains. <laughs> oh. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but I'm scared shitless. <laughs> So, Chrissy, I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do. And I found a love connection. What do you say we take a gander? I would love to. All right, here we go. Here's Chuck. And uh, video calibration is taking place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Women drivers. So you've got a problem with women driving. Well, you know, it's like... I sure do, Chuck. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Starting off strong there. (laughs) What a uh, gentleman. Women! Driving? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you can sure you can drive, no problem. You sit where the horse usually sits, and you pull us over to the market. <laughs> Thanks, Martha. I feel <laughs> I feel like everybody in the eighteen hundreds yes. was named Martha. Well, Atlanta yeah. started off as or Martha'sville, Calliope, or something like that. <laughs> Calliope. What did my my wife wanted to name our daughter? Like, uh, oh, I forgot the name. I'll think of the name, but it was something. That you would not name a daughter in the two thousands. Okay, it was from like eighteen twenty two. It was like name. Yeah, it was like Calliope. It was like <laughs> I don't know something like that, <laughs> Margaret or something. I was like Margaret. The names are good. Margaret. I guess Margaret's okay, but it was, it was Calliope. I think. Okay. Uh, women drivers. Now I don't think uh, all women are bad drivers, but some are. You'll be just the ones with vaginas. 
I mean, oh, no. so are some men. Jeez. Oh, please, Chrissy. God. It's a well-known fact. <laughs> it's a well-known you fact. You sound like wrong burgundy. I know. <laughs> it's a well-known fact, Chrissy, that penises make better driving. <laughs> okay. Well, when you, you have a, a penis, you, you have a, a better sense of direction. You third arm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen those guys out in the... Out in the farms, like looking for water with those two sticks. <laughs> Your penis does the same thing with driving directions. You'll be on the road and you'll look over and you'll look at a girl and her head's bopping up and down like, you know, the blinders on. You know, she, she's giving me a blowjob. <laughs> no reason at all. They're, you know, and more than likely their car will be sticking out in the road. Some guy will come on, hit the car, get a ticket. The girl will walk away scot clean, but if she head wasn't bobbing up and down. Jeez, he had this experience. Wow. Well, he he's a keeper. He had this experience. Yeah, he, he either had this experience or he's got a wild imagination. <laughs> Her head is bobbing up and down? What does that even mean? Like that she's dancing? I don't know, like, Chrissy. I, I, <laughs> this guy's a real catch right off yeah, the bat. Right yeah. off and the Chuck bat. loves him. Oh, yeah. You know, and they're bad on directions. But in, in all... In all fairness, don't you think some men are like that as well? Yeah, Absolutely. thank you, Chuck. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. I wish you had the same views now that you did then. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, so you're not uh, completely but biased. No, I'm not completely biased, but no. um, 80 I'm, ju I'm just mostly biased. 80-20. <laughs> right. yeah. Penis is favored. Now, you say a lot of women find you arrogant. What exactly do you mean by that? <laughs> you don't say. Well, you don't say. But he says, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah. case in point, what you just said. Well, uh, I guess I'm an asshole. <laughs> Even my mom calls me an asshole. I have a lot of uh, confidence in myself and my abilities, and it's, you know, take it, take, take it or leave it. You know, well, I guess someone like... have left it because he's on a fucking dating show. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, isn't it obvious that he's not he's not doing well? No. He's on a dating show. And he's spewing all of this bullshit yeah. on a dating show. Either he's one of these guys who likes to rile things up. He's just talking because he knows. Mm -hmm. There's all, you know, the heel in wrestling. Do you know what a heel is? The I heel is the so. bad guy, yeah. right? He, but he, the heel oftentimes gets the attention and adoration of the crowd as much as the actual of hero course. does. And I got to ask another question. Why is it the guys who are assholes are always licking their lips a lot? Is that so <laughs> is there something there? Am it's I It's a cocaine thing. <laughs> it's a cocaine thing. <laughs> Why are guys always chewing their bottom jaw? <laughs> it, then that's fine. If they walk away then no, I don't take it personally. Well, anyway, going to show you the women the Bob had to choose from. Well, anyway, you're an asshole. Let's get to the show. Stop, Don't stop forget talking. Yeah. Stop talking <laughs> I'm going to stop you right yeah, there. Yeah. Let's get to the women. Before we get to the date. Pick the woman that you think's best for him. Here we go. Uh, first, Sue Ann. She never kisses on a first date. She will kiss on a second date unless it's a lunch date. Now, uh, she doesn't mind. Oh, wow, sounds like those rules are complicated. <laughs> I have a hard enough time navigating dating as it is. So you start putting out a schedule of kissing. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> paying when she goes out and she thinks that some men talk too much and here's an example of that I guess they have to fill it up with, with unnecessary conversation like there can't be silence they're not comfortable with just not saying anything okay we're having a good time we can just be quiet for a few minutes oh god the uncomfortable silence usually comes like after three years of dating <laughs> I mean isn't like that number one rule it's <laughs> I feel like it's a lot like the commercial break. Don't let any dead air go. No, by. yeah, you got to keep talking. Fill it up. Yeah, but when you're on like day number one, two, three, four, ten, 
you got to have something to talk about. Yeah, if hopefully. If you can't keep the conversation going. Hopefully you a, don't know everything about the person by that point. Well, I just know everything, period. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And next, Tina. Her favorite opening line is, hi, I'm Tina. How do you like me so far? She says that she meets a lot of men. At- <laughs> I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I am right. How do you like me so far? <laughs> According to my reviews, less than half the people like me a lot. <laughs> Jim, and unlike Sue Ann, Tina refuses to ever pay for a date, and here's why. I think it's important that a date pays for me. I mean, I could not imagine paying for a date simply because I think that shows that whether or not they're capable of providing for you 10 years down the line when you have three kids. Huh. Huh. Has, oh. has she been dating Frankie? <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show that attitudes in general were different. Oh, yeah. this Guys, we're not even talking about 30 years ago. Well, we are talking about 30 years ago. <laughs> okay, we're talking about 30 years ago. <laughs> and these attitudes are so... Today, they seem archaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Finally, Olinda. Olinda moved here a month ago from Seattle. She claims that she won't date a man with a, with a mustache or bad teeth. Now, she recently spotted a great-looking man at a club, and here's how she got his attention. As he was making his way through this narrow aisleway that I was sitting on, I just stuck my foot out <laughs> and tripped him. And he didn't fall the way down. But he-, he ended up with a broken clavicle <laughs> in critical condition. <laughs> God. I came in to play nurse, if you know what I mean. Jock. <laughs> what a weird thing to do. I, I almost killed him. He he stood up and or he straightened himself out and we all started talking and that was, we decided that was a really good way to meet guys. So I've tried it a few times. He didn't fall all the way down, but he had this big knot on his shin. Like okay, it's working like a charm. That's you why kill I'm him, here. Kill him before you date him. <laughs> That's why I'm here on this day now. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Most of my uh, most of my dates end up dead. <laughs> on the second date, I stab him in the eyeball with a butter knife. <laughs> that, that gets, gets him attention. going. Yeah, that gets him going. <laughs> the three women Bob had to choose from. Time for you to vote. Make your choice now. I'm gonna say he goes with number two. Me too. She's young mm, and blonde. Yeah, and blonde. And I think they probably have similar outlooks on life. But didn't he say something in the beginning about he liked women to pay for a check or something? No, he just said he didn't want them driving, driving. anywhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll meet the woman that Bob selected here. Everything that happened on their date. We'll two be back two. in right two and two. Yeah. Thank you. They really should bring this game back in modern day. I wish. I think it would be a great alternative I to totally all the crazy with app stuff. I totally agree with you, and I don't understand, quite frankly, why they don't um, why they don't bring this this game show back. Well, you know that Fox tried to reinvent this game uh, a couple of years ago with Andy Cohen. Oh, so, you told me that. Yeah, so Andy Cohen did this version of the dating game, but mm-hmm. it, and it was it was interesting, but I'm not sure it was the kind of interesting that we're used to out of the yeah. out of the date. I think in this day and age, with all Tinder and all that stuff, it's can't. like a it's it's not a novelty anymore that two people go on a blind date. So who fucking cares? We yeah. don't really want to watch people dating. <laughs> All right, we're back. Bob's going to tell us who he picked. Well, I chose Alinda. Haven't seen each other since our date. No, he chose Did number three. three. We always hear both sides say hello to Alinda Brown. Hi, Alinda. Bob says hi. Make yourself at home back there, and Bob will start us off. Well, I called Alinda up, spoke to her sister, 
Her sister was a little short with me, but uh, a little short. Was a little she short. Rude? She was a little rude, but uh-huh. I call. I didn't even leave a message. I called back, and I actually I left uh, a message saying, "Hey, this is our love connection date." So uh, did she your sister me. form an impression about Bob? I mean, she- wow, that was the least interesting story I've ever heard on Love Connection. He <laughs> 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 just spent three minutes talking about a phone call. He tell you I talked to this guy, and boy, was he. Yes, she formed an impression. She called me up at work and said, "Olinda, oh, you have been chosen by the biggest jerk in history." Oh! <laughs> Sister's sister's onto something. <laughs> yes. She is that farmer in the middle of the <laughs> trying to find water. She felt really sorry for me, Chuck. Oh, did you agree with that? Um, well, the first time I spoke to him, I already had this in my mind, and he got on the phone and he said, "Hey, hope you don't have any hang-ups. You know, get my drift." He's like doing all this stuff, and I thought. I just thought, oh, my God. So, yes, I did have a really bad impression on the phone. It was oh. horrible. That was real depressed. Well, phone is not your strong suit. We find that out, Bob. So now what happened? <laughs> I get the sense that the life phone. is not his strong suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I went over. We decided to uh, go skydiving. Go skydiving? Right, right. Whoa, that's kind of a ballsy first date. That really is. Yeah, when the threat of death is imminent. <laughs> <laughs> This is the same girl who's tripping people in the, to get their attention. Well, so maybe it is right. Would you? I would never no. go skydiving on a first date. No. Never. I wouldn't no. go skydiving anymore. Exactly. Like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm no, done. I did too. it a couple times and now I'm done. Yeah, I'm no, done. I'm done yeah. too. But, uh, but yeah, no, you ease into things. Yeah, you don't. Get together. Yeah, <laughs> not like goes, you know, I don't meet want life insurance airport. on my blind date. Yeah, meet me at the airport. <laughs> Meet me at the rickety plane with a hole in the back where we get to jump out. With these old parachutes I packed myself. Trust me? I don't like women driving, but you can pack my parachute. It's a trust exercise. Just before, Linda? No, I never have at all. Um, So just a first date on Love Connection. Great. Let's go. I mean, that's kind of an... Well, now, when he came over, I assume he came to your place, did he? Mm -hmm. Did did you did you form a different Chuck impression? Sarah yes, looks like I, a werewolf. Yeah, and Chuck's, Chuck's wearing an orange, a brown on orange, like on orange. <laughs> it's brown on orange on orange suit, and I'm not sure <laughs> because I'm colorblind. But I feel like this is not it's not doing well for Chuck in general. His yeah. hair is all greased back. Mm-hmm. This is a different kind of Chuck. We haven't seen this side of him. Well, yeah. I wonder if he had a wild night at the hotel <laughs> with some of the contestants. Do you ever think Chuck gets with the contestants? Probably. I'm guessing. Yeah. Probably. He's Chuck Woolery. Yeah. He's dad. He's like he's yeah. like a dad figure. Uh-huh. And you know some of these young people just they get with him. Guys, girls. I bet Chuck's had it all. I bet the eighties were wild for Chuck. I bet the eighties yeah. were wild. I gotta get some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the stairs and he had his back to me and then he turned around and he described himself as, you know, in the worst way possibly because he turned around and he looked great. He had big blue eyes and he was smiling like a nice, normal, happy guy. So I thought, okay, maybe this can work. And I was looking forward to the skydiving. So my spirits went up. And what did you think of her when you saw her? Oh, she looked great. Pretty eyes, pretty hair. What have you, you seen her in a parachute? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so. Pretty eyes, pretty air. She had a bus card. No driving here. <laughs> You're going. So we drove on out to uh, the desert. That's where they do the skydiving. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, the you whole think way they out. They do it over the ocean. They just give well, you a second yeah, chance. Or over LA. Fuck, Chuck. They do it over the ocean. Just give you a second chance. Yeah, Chuck. Have you ever have you ever taken a physics lesson? <laughs> 
That water's concrete, bro. Right. <laughs> that's why. That's why when they tell you to prepare for an ocean landing, if you're ever over the ocean on a plane, it, you're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You get to the airport, I guess. Right. And uh, you know, you don't get there and jump right on the plane and jump out. There's a lot of time where you just sit and do nothing. Oh. So for like three hours. Lucky they, you had a date. Right. Yeah. We had. They had a pool out there. So we actually sat around the pool. You sat and, around uh, the pool. We sat around the pool, and uh, she took her shirt off. And, uh, wow, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the audience members thought that <laughs> she has nipples. <laughs> wow, <laughs> people like jump out the window. <laughs> I thought about a nipple, <laughs> <laughs> uncovered breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, get some water, wash me off. I just jizzed all over myself. He suggested a boob. <laughs> and, uh, well, now you made it sound like she, you made it sound like she took her shirt off and there's nothing underneath. Come well, on, she had like a little tie. Yeah. She had tits under there. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, what? Linda. I had a I had a top on a tank top and I had a sweater, a cardigan over it. And it was 110 degrees, so I was wearing shorts and I had this little tank top on and I took my cardigan off. Yeah. It was little, it was little chuck. It was little top. Right. It was little oh, chuck and barely covered her nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an insta it was like Brian's Instagram feed. <laughs> You know, they get around the nipples thing on my Instagram feed. They put like a sheer piece of plastic that these girls do. They put a sheer piece of plastic over their chest and they call it a covering. It's unbelievable oh, okay. how, hip how hypocritical fucking Facebook and Instagram are. So you're sitting around the pool and... And uh, so it's nothing I just, personal. I, I heard you cough back there, Linda. He didn't mean you had a little top. He meant that the top was little. Right, right. There may be no good way out of this. Well, Chuck, uh, <laughs> it's open mouth, insert balls. <laughs> so uh, she was sitting there and her back was to me because, you know, I was wandering around, you know, trying to get into trouble. Trying to see her top. Right. And, uh, <laughs> what? So I saw trying her to get into trouble. What? What is, what is happening? Where are they? I don't know. They're at a pool in the middle of the desert, <laughs> but she were didn't drive. Go he took the, she took the bus. They're, and they're waiting go sky for three diving. hours. Now she's topless. So she, now yeah. Chuck's obsessed with her small <laughs> chest. I don't get it. And this guy says he's walking around trying to get in trouble. I know. What kind of trouble can you get into? I don't know. I, I would think falling out of the plane is as much yeah. trouble as you'd want to get into. There, and I walked over to her and I put my hands on her back, and I just felt her just melt. Yeah, it was, it was just incredible. I, I had mean, slipped her some ecstasy yeah. earlier. I gave her two roof and all, and I just started massaging her. She fell asleep right in the pool. I actually had to pull her out while she was still breathing. It was amazing, Chuck. <laughs> Luckily, I was driving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is this is this a correct assessment of what I may think, have happened to Linda? I think that's that arrogant thing coming out <laughs> oh, again, Chuck. Because it was really nice. He came up behind me, gave me a little back massage, but I don't. I think I was melting because it was 115 degrees, maybe a little bit. Personable, personal to yeah. give a, a, a back a massage back on a, massage on a blind date. Just met. Yeah, I mean, but I've been on <laughs> dates, like first dates, but I don't, I haven't been on many blind dates. Yeah. 
you know, my Tinder dates were complete train wrecks, and that's about as far as I've ever gone on a blunt. I mean, that's Here, those let, are, me <laughs> let me massage you. Let me massage you. Take your top off. Take your top off. Let me massage you. You'll melt right into my arms. I've got a penis. <laughs> it is kind of personal on yeah. a first date. Yeah. You got to be in the right situation. Yeah. Right? It's not even at the end of the day. It's I know. at the beginning. You got to be drunk for that to happen. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> then you start ecstasy. getting handsy. Yeah. On ecstasy. <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> Actually, the opposite of physicality happens on cocaine. Yeah. Everybody starts going. <laughs> they shrink. So now let me ask you something. You guys are, you got a lot of time before you jump in the airplane. This is kind of like your father spanking you and saying, oh, wait a few hours and think about it. You what? know, what father the spanking just happened, you? Chuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Chuck? You're talking about her chest. You can't get that idea of her tits out near the pool. Now your father spanks her? What? What? That was weird. Chuck's kinky. Is he, is he getting a little nervous about it? Are you nervous? Or um, is, it his, is it your first jump? My first jump. Oh, yeah. so both of you now. We were really nervous. He was so nervous. He was running all around the place because he couldn't sit still. And he was, you know, <laughs> going into every building and trailer and jumping up and down. And um, That was the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cocaine talking. Um, we were both really nervous. But yeah. it was a fun sort of nervous. So okay. it was good. Go into the so now you get on the airplane. I'm still trying to picture what this compound looks like. <laughs> I I don't know where they are. Trailers. Are they at Manson's? Cool. Are they at Manson's uh, uh, ranch or something? Where are they? <laughs> trailers and a pool and a plane and what's going on there? They do it differently in California. <laughs> I went skydiving and it was a big barn <laughs> full of people packing parachutes and we did have to wait a long time okay because you know you got to wait for multiple you got to be there early and then multiple groups go and then they make decisions but there was no pool there was no trailers no cocaine no one gave me a massage i didn't see any tits that i know of get on the airplane you go up to twelve thousand feet and you just jump out just jump out just jump out man just do it. that's what happens when you perish you just jump out that's what you do when you parachute out of a plane what did you expect <laughs> they were going to give you a ladder and it's, it's awesome it seems like there should be more to it than <laughs> that doesn't it it's, it's, it's awesome you're on the ground before you know it you free fall for like yeah. 60 seconds and you're just it's just over so you free fall for a incredible. whole minute right it's incredible wow. how much does this cost to do this uh about one fifty a person. One fifty a person. A little more than we gave you, isn't it? <laughs> so, so now, is, uh, that's a game. My dad's got lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making lots of money in the NFT market, Chuck. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got two more names. <laughs> My Bitcoin's at seventy thousand, man. Is there any romance going on here before or after the jump? Well, right before we jumped, I walked over to her and I kissed her and I wished well, her Well, it may have been your last kiss in life, right. so, so yeah. I had to do it. <laughs> I trusted my uh, instructor then. Yeah, well, your and instructor has nothing to do with the shoot opening. No, you're absolutely, yeah. So after the jump, everything's no, great. you can't just jump on your own the first time. That doesn't happen. No, you got to do tandem. Yeah, you got to do tandem. The yeah. instructor has everything to do with yes. whether or not you live because they have the parachute on their back. Yeah. Did I tell you that story? This was maybe rogue, like back in the early yeah, maybe. wild west of, you know, skydiving. Yeah. Listen, accidents do happen. As a matter of fact, here in Georgia, there was just there have just been a couple over the last couple of years oh. where parachutes have failed and people have passed away. It's still a very dangerous thing to do, activity to do. When I went, I, they give you the whole lesson. Have you been? No, I okay. no, I haven't. I've so, been parasailing. And oh, that did yeah. involve the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to go hang gliding. Oh, man. I don't even know if I could do it. it, it mainly because of my fear of heights. Like, mm. I can fly a plane, but I have a, there's a plane around me. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay. in some control of it. <laughs> 
But when we went skydiving, they put you on the back of somebody. Yes. Right? Okay. So when you first jump out of the plane, you, they're attached to your back like their face is right on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm six feet tall and he's six feet tall, which I'm not six feet tall. If he's six feet tall and I'm six feet tall, we're basically standing together because that's how you have to walk out of the airplane. Yeah. Then you free fall. You're still, you know, back to back. Like he's literally, you know, you guys are attached. But then when they pull the chute, in order to see where he's going, they have to drop you a little oh. bit so that they Ooh. are so they can control it. Uh-huh. But I didn't pay attention to that part of the training <laughs> because I was too busy throwing up and having <laughs> diarrhea from my nerves. I was too busy shitting myself <laughs> in order to pay attention to all of the training, which I should have, right? Because yeah. all they said was, all you have to do is remember a couple things. Uh-huh. You're not going to die. Make Probably. sure you make sure you breathe because it is hard to breathe when you when you're moving that fast through the air. And they said just yell, scream, no one's going to hear you, right? And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's comforting. If I'm screaming, no one's going to hear me. <laughs> but then when they pull the chute, they unhook these two little buttons, and you free fall for a split <laughs> second. For a split second, I'm talking like a millisecond. You move a little bit faster, and you move oh. down about through a two feet. Oh, and your stomach drops. Oh my god! <laughs> I took screaming to a whole nother level. <laughs> I sounded like a bored ape yacht club getting smacked. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's the scariest uh, millisecond of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And you loved it. Right. But now is there any, is it get any more romantic? Well, we get down and we decide to have a few drinks and just kind of, kind of get the nerves out of us. You know, we, our hands were shaking. It was like you're on five Dull cups. those nerves. Gotta get the poison out. I don't know if you know this, Chuck, but you're supposed to masturbate 21 times a month. <laughs> You know, strong drink. So right? we're in, we're inside, and you know, we're drinking, and uh, it's still out at the jump site. Right. And uh, geez, uh, they have a bar at the jump site yeah. too. What is going on? I want to go to this I jump know. site. How do you get there? Maybe There's if I had pools, yeah. trailers, bars. If I had a pool with some cocaine and trailers, I could run in and out of. <laughs> and uh, girls uh, running around topless, topless with uh, <laughs> some drinks. I would have wouldn't have bothered me one bit. That little drop. You know, I lean over and I give her a kiss. You know, and uh, she kisses me back. You know, no hesitation whatsoever. None. She just leaned right into it. And, uh, he is so proud of himself. So, he is so fucking full of himself. She just leaned right into it, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Chuck? No I hesitation. Bigger, I got a huge, thick dick. <laughs> so how'd the date end? Well, uh, it was a long day, so I drove her up to her place and... Uh, you know, she got out of the car and we kissed goodnight. And I said, uh, "See you on the show. You're a great gal, and I hope to see you again." Good. And that's Sounds about like a it. Great day. Wow, what a what a romantic no way meal, to wrap it up. No meal to sit down and talk over. Yeah, none of that stuff. No. We don't want to get into formalities, Chrissy. <laughs> we just jumped out of a plane with your tits hanging out. <laughs> let's get you liquored up. <laughs> taking you home. Let's get you liquored up at the barn where where the planes take off for parachuting. Real good day. I thought you were going to get shot down in flames, Bob. I swear (laughs) I did. I'm surprised. I'm happy for you. Let's take a look and see the audience. (laughs) If I could pick Bob, the the person I would pick would be Bob for Bob. Yes. Oh, they chose Alinda. 53% is it. So you want to ask her out, we'll help supplement your day. Alinda, how would you like to go out again? I'd love to. Come on out, Alinda. All right, that works out. I love when a connection gets made. That's one of the biggest douchebags I've ever seen on that show. And I've seen almost every episode (laughs) there ever has been of The Love Connection. (laughs) 
because I love it and I grew up with it. Yeah. You know, they used to play those reruns in the 90s. They oh, would just yeah. play those shows over and over too. again. Do you remember that, like, um, I don't know if it was TNT or TBS. They used to have, like, coffee in the afternoons. Yeah. It was a show where they... It was like some weird hybrid talk talk program, right. and then they'd show television shows in between it. And Love Connection was constantly on that show, <laughs> and so I'd watch that. It'd be like because yeah. it's great to make fun of. It is great to make fun of, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's low hanging fruit for the commercial break. And as we get into episode number seven hundred and sixty two of the season, we thought we'd go for some <laughs> low hanging fruit. <laughs> all right, well, we covered a whole bunch today, Chrissy. We I, did. I, you know. I think that's all we can do. And we haven't even made a dent in the list that I have for 2022 of things to talk about. <laughs> we should go way back to the beginning of the year and see what we were talking about <laughs> back then. All right. If you want to jump out of a plane with Chrissy and I, <laughs> dial us up 855-TCB-8383-1855-TCB-8383. 8383 Questions, comments, concerns content ideas or your favorite episode or clip from season number three send it to us you can text us or you can leave us a voicemail that's not a spam text message line chrissy or i or someone closely related to the show promise to get back to you we will never spam your phone number it's an actual phone number you just text it and and that's it and it's toll free from around the world we'll pick up the charges whether you want to call or you want to text tcbpodcast.com. Did you see the new tcbpodcast.com? Yes. We're it working on a so new website. Good. It's so awesome. I love it. It's like the website is so much better than the show ever will be. <laughs> I feel like we're not imposter syndrome again. We're we'll so not worried about it. And try and catch up to it. I know. We're going to, yeah, that's it. That's right. I'm going to set expectations high on the website and yes. then we'll try and match them here on the show. Season number four coming the first week in February. Until then, live episodes, best of, and clips. And we have some uh, special guests in store. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So you'll be excited to hear that if you're a fan of the show. At The Commercial Break on Instagram, youtube.com slash The Commercial Break for fully edited episodes just a couple days after they air here on the RSS feed. Okay, Chrissy. That's all I can do for today, I'm sure. I think so. I love you. I love you. Best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say. Bye. Bye.